Welcome to the Garver Show coming late at you this week. The recording date is Friday, November 22nd, and a lot has transpired since I last talked to you guys. So with this being a late episode, instead of recapping everything that you have already heard this week, we're going to change it up a little and preview some games of week 12 while also responding to your takes of the week on Instagram and today's Around the NFL preview of week 12. First, however, we have to start with Thursday night football. Last night, the Houston Texans defeated the Indianapolis Colts in an AFC South primetime showdown, 20-17. Here's a soundbite of the go-ahead touchdown by DeAndre Hopkins, courtesy of NFL Network. Watson, end zone. Hopkins, say hi to mom again. Touchdown, Hopkins. The Houston Texans with that win are now in sole possession of first place in the AFC South at 7-4. Let's just start with the two quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson went 19 for 30, 298 yards, and threw for a couple of touchdowns and one interception. That's opposed to Jacoby Brissett's 16 of 25, 129 yards, and zero touchdowns. Honestly, when looking at this, the Colts should have won this game. Sure, Jacoby didn't have the better game, but they stuck to running the ball on offense. 39 carries, 175 yards on the ground. That's an average of 4.5 yards per carry. On third downs, they were an effective 9 of 15 and were just 2 for 3 in the red zone. When you factor in this and the Colts only having just three penalties on the night and winning the turnover battle, this is a game they let slip away and the difference were explosive plays. And a big play from Deshaun Watson. Good for 51. Per NFL Next Gen stats, Deshaun Watson posted three of his four longest completions in terms of air distance in this game. These include a 35-yard touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins, which traveled 49.5 yards in the air, a 44-yard pass to Will Fuller, which traveled 49.3 yards in the air, and a 51-yard pass to Will Fuller, which traveled 59.4 yards in the air. For the Colts, however, Jacoby Brissett had no completed passes further than 14 yards on the night. Frank Reich is a great coach. I wish he was still in Philadelphia. But Frank coached this game ultra-conservative against honestly not an excellent secondary or an impressive defensive line with J.J. Watt out. The Texans are first place in the division. Alright, now it's time for the rapid fire picks of the week. The Dallas Cowboys at the New England Patriots. Tom Brady beat the Philadelphia Eagles last week, but if you heard his press conference, you would have thought otherwise. I mean, frustrations on offense continue to linger. I actually think the Dallas Cowboys actually have a chance here. Dak Prescott has remained efficient on offense, and if he continues to play efficiently against the New England Patriots and control time of possession with Ezekiel Elliott he must play a turnover free game but the Cowboys can win this one as we saw last Sunday you cannot get away with this team when you're not playing smart football Jason Garrett has to coach an excellent game but if he does it's not like New England's offense has been scoring so many points each week Next, we got the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. 
This game could very well be a preview of the NFC Championship, but the 49ers are extremely banged up. I mean, Coach Kyle Shanahan said George Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, and Matt Breda will all be game time decisions. My prediction for this game hinders on these players, but if they play at full strength, the 49ers have a solid chance to improve to 10-1 for the first time since 1997. For the next game, the Baltimore Ravens travel to the LA Rams. The Rams may get a boost here this week from the expected returns of receivers Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. This would help golf considerably more. Lamar Jackson, though, is my MVP for a reason. And when you're the MVP, you should be favored in this one, and you should win this one. I got the Ravens on the road against the Rams. Lastly, we're taking it back to Philadelphia where the Seattle Seahawks are visiting the Philadelphia Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field 1 p.m. this Sunday. Right now, I do not see the Eagles winning this game. It pains me to say it, but you have three big questionable guys in Jordan Howard, Alshon Jeffrey, and Nelson Aguilar. And I include Aguilar because even though he's not good by any means, he's still boom or bust wise much better than the guys you have on the field like Mac Hollins with Deshaun Jackson being on IR and right now I don't know how this team's gonna perform Jordan Mulata he's also playing at right tackle I do not know how this team's gonna play I mean and with their lack of production on offense all year I don't know if this team can get past 20 right now not just against Seattle by but by many teams in the NFL and then Seattle also, I know they have Jadavian Clowney who's questionable. I know their tight end's questionable, but also they have Russell Wilson. And I told you guys about Lamar Jackson and how he's that MVP talent. Well, Wilson is too. He's in the MVP run for this year. He's been for previous years. Russell Wilson is going to make the Eagles defense pay if they don't contain him early. That's just what he does. So right now, I don't see Seattle, you know, not coming away with this victory. I hope things change by Sunday. Alright, so I told you guys to leave your takes of the week on Instagram, and you guys did. We got a lot of them, so we're going to sort through some of them right now, and I'm just going to, you know, give my thoughts on them. Alright, the first one here, Nelson had a chance to prove if he is an elite wide receiver, he is not. Yeah, I think Nelson actually, you know, he didn't have a chance to prove anything. I just thought Nelson could have proved that he's an average wide receiver, but his inconsistency puts him below that, in my opinion. Should Nelson have made that game-tying catch? Yeah, he should have. I mean, I know it's a tough adjustment to make, but at the same time, being a first-round pick, you have to make that catch. Also, 10 yards since that ball was thrown, Nelson could have made an adjustment earlier. He made that catch harder than it needed to be with not having the proper footwork and not having the proper adjustments early on in that route, and that's why he didn't catch that. The next one says, we completely overrated this team. Yeah, buddy, I agree with that. <laughs> the next one says, not saying Dak is MVP because he's not, but he deserves to be in the conversation. Yeah, I agree, but... I do not think Dak Prescott should be over Christian McCaffrey or even Dalvin Cook for that matter. I think Dak is having a really great year. Of course, his QBR, look at that. Look at how many yards he has. But at the same time, he's not over some of these guys that's in the conversation right now. So if he's in the MVP conversation, it should be the lowest player there. Carson Wentz's prime is being wasted on bad receivers. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It really is because... You know, in 2017, these receivers showed up. Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith. You had a running game with LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, Jay Ajayi wasn't included in that and Corey Clement. 
Now, right now, he doesn't have any support, and it sucks because you saw McNabb's career wasted like that in Philadelphia, and uh, we don't need to get any more in there. It would definitely all come down to the Cowboys matchup. It's looking that way. I mean, even if the Eagles lose to Seattle, they have a chance to win this division, and I think it's because of this easy schedule the Eagles have to close. They finish with the Dolphins and then their divisional games, and we know this division isn't really that good, and if they can just one-up the Cowboys in that last game, then they can very well win this division, even if they lose on Sunday. The next one says, oh no, we're probably going to have to end it there. Oh no. <laughs> Alright, the next one says, we should have kept and started Nick Foles this entire season. That one's from Mackenzie Doyle, a true friend to the show. I typically don't read the names uh, of the people who send in, you know, comments. And uh, when I'm reading it, I just like to keep it rapid fire. But, um, you know, I wanted to address the name of the person who sent this. Because this cannot be said with no repercussions I'm sorry, I had to expose you for that. No, Nick Foles, what is he doing in Jacksonville right now? Come on, this isn't Carson Wentz's fault. Carson Wentz has not been playing well. He sucks right now. He does, I admit it. But look at everyone around him. Everyone around him sucks. I know this is probably a joke, but at the same time, look what you did. You, you got me mad, and now we got to end the show. But thanks for listening to the Garvaro Show, everybody. We're going to be back next week. For right now, enjoy the football weekend, and I'll see you next week for Thanksgiving week. See you guys later. <laughs>